This event was recorded live at the 2011 Edinburgh International Book Festival. Good afternoon everyone and a very big welcome to Edinburgh International Book Festival. My name is Linda McClelland, um, I work in the Education Department of the National Galleries of Scotland and it gives me huge pleasure today to introduce John Fardell for the afternoon. And uh, just a few things about John, I think he started off really mainly as a, a cartoon strip artist um, and his work has appeared in lots of newspapers and comic books and he is now obviously a children's writer and illustrator. He works in the garage, I believe, John, attached to the side of his house and um, he likes drawing inventions that he has designed. He likes making models of planes and things like that. And one slightly worrying thing I read about him was that he sometimes gets very sleepy around three or four o'clock in the afternoon. So we're hoping that he's going to stay awake for us and uh, we're very much looking forward to hearing all about John's new book, The Day That Louis Got Eaten. John. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you all for coming. Yes, as Linda said, I'm an author and an illustrator. Who, who can tell me what those two things mean? Anybody know? There we go. An author is the writer of Yep. Yeah, that's bang on. Yeah, both things, really. Who, who enjoys writing stories? Who enjoys writing and making up stories? Or oh, loads of you. That's brilliant. Excellent. Who enjoys drawing? Who likes drawing pictures? Even more of you. And some of you like both, which is great. I like both. I think when I was your sort of age, I liked the drawing most. And I think all of my, my stories seem to involve pictures one way or the other. I like a story where there's illustrations. You don't have to. There's plenty of good books with no pictures. But I like it when there is. And I like an illustration, a picture, when there's a kind of story attached to the picture as well. So I always like comic strips and picture books and things like that. One more thing. Who likes... Who likes sitting at the back of the class when you're supposed to be concentrating on the long division or whatever, daydreaming and looking out the window and thinking about things like baddies in the playground and monsters and things like that? Anybody do that or is it just me? Lots of adult hands going up. Yeah. Well, that's really important. You need to be able to do that if you're going to make up stories. Some people think that's a waste of time, especially when you're a child, but it's not. That's when a lot of the good ideas happen. And when you're playing, who likes running around the playground at break time yeah, playing Spider-Man and witches and horses and silly games like that and cops and robbers. Yeah, that's all important too. That's all work. That's all you learning how to make up stories. So what I've got here is my newest book, The Day Louis Got Eaten. This only came out a couple of weeks ago. So you're some of the very first people in the world to see this book and to see me talking about it. So it's brand new. So we'll have a little look at this book which contains loads of the things I like, like inventions and monsters. And it has the way of telling a story where you've got to look at the pictures for a lot of the story, because I try not to use too many words. There's some sound effects we can maybe join in with and stuff like that. So we'll have a little look at that, and we'll have a little look at how I put it together and how I get my ideas. And then, because all of you like writing and drawing and making stuff up, we'll all have some fun together on this flip chart here. We, can, we might have to lower it for some of you, but we'll have some fun making up stuff, okay? And there'll be time for questions at the end, maybe time to have a look at another story, but we'll see how we go. Okay, so here we go. The day Louis got eaten. I think I'll sit here. There we are, and flick with the thing. We, yeah, excellent. There we are, there's the cover. There's the title page. And here we go. Louis and his big sister Sarah were out in the woods one day when unfortunately, 
Can anybody see the unfortunately thing about to happen? Uh -uh. Yeah, you've got to look for those things, okay? Louis was eaten up by a gulper. Right, can we do the sound effects together? Here we go. Rah! Flick! Gulp! That's it. Sarah didn't panic. She knew that gulpers usually swallow their food down whole, and that if she was quick, there might be a way to get Louis back out. Stopping only to collect something she thought she might need, she set off after the gulper in hot pursuit. She had almost caught up with it when, unfortunately, can anybody see the unfortunately thing about to happen? Yeah, just about at the top there. What's it going to be? The gulper was eaten up by a grabula. Okay, sound effect. Grab. It's a bit gross, this one. Gobble. Gurgle. There's one more to come. Sarah followed the grabula to its nest. Gulp. It took that long to go down the neck. A bit like a snake. She had almost caught up with it when unfortunately, I hope I'm not sitting in the way of the unfortunately. Can you see the unfortunately? Okay. It was eaten up by an undersnatch. Just one sound effect this time. One, two, three. Snatch! That's, oh, echo as well. Excellent. Sarah chased after the undersnatch and had almost caught up with it when, unfortunately, can anybody see? Just see a foot there. It was eaten up by a spiny-backed guzzler. Here we go. Splosh. Flip. Guzzle. Sarah had almost caught up with the spiny-backed guzzler when, unfortunately... Now, can you see this one? People tell me this one's quite hard to spot in advance. I've kind of tricked you a bit. It's not down here. It's on the other side. Anybody beginning to see it? See if you're right. See if you're right. It was eaten up by a saber-toothed yumper. Did you see where it was hiding? Look, it was just there and the, you can see it now, see? In the bush, there we go. Sound effect, one, two, three, yump. Sarah chased after the saber-toothed yumper. Unfortunately, managed to track it to its lair without it being eaten up by anything. She waited until it was asleep, then crept up to its open mouth. She crawled into its stomach, then clambered into the mouth of the spiny-backed guzzler, then into the undersnatch, then into the grabula, and finally into the gulper, where she found Louis. There you are, he said. I knew you'd come. How are we going to get out of here? We're going to use this hiccup frog, said Sarah, which I picked up before chasing after the gulper. Do you remember that? When she was in the bushes. Watch this. The hiccup frog 
boinged all around the gulper's stomach, which made the gulper start to wriggle. This made the grabular wriggle, which set off the undersnatch, and then the spiny-backed guzzler, and then the saber-toothed yumper, until in one great chain of hiccups and burps, right, we can do good hiccups and burps, here we go, hick, burp, hick, hick, big one, burp, lovely, Louis and Sarah and the hiccup frog were free, unfortunately, all the creatures were now extremely hungry, they gathered around Sarah, licking their lips, Get away from my sister, shouted Louis, or I'll eat you up. The creatures fled. Thanks, Louis, said Sarah. Come on, it's time to go home. There we are. You can just see the house, can you? See the smoke there from the house? They're flying. Who can see the monsters? There's one there, one there. One there, one there, yeah, last one, there we go. But they're gonna miss them all, there we are, they're just gonna fly home. There we are, so that's the end of the day Louis got eaten. As you can see, he's fine. Excellent, well thanks for all the sound effects. Now with a book like this, I'll just quickly show you some of the ways you kind of make up ideas, because I think when, when I was your sort of age at school, sometimes with an art lesson or something, you got given a sheet of paper and if you try to paint a really big kind of picture and get it right, it often went horribly wrong, and it still does sometimes. And I think sometimes you think, oh no, I've only got the one sheet, and if I don't get it right first time, I can't be a proper artist or a proper illustrator. But nothing could be further from the truth. Really, most of the work behind these things is having a good scribble. It's getting loads and loads of bits of rough paper, as much as you can, or a notebook or something like that, and just trying to work out your ideas in kind of rough form. You don't have to get them right. You can scribble monsters, you can try the pictures, you can try pictures of the characters. Now, because there's a lot of you, I've put some of these on the slides. So we can have a look here. Nice and big, what have we got? I'll whiz through these. Oh. Yeah, now that's the first spread, as it is in the book, with the words on it. So you can see how it's laid out. So I'll just show you how I worked up this one. That's how it appears in the final book, but when it started, it was just a load of words in my scribbly, scribbly handwriting. Who's got bad handwriting? Yeah, I have. I've got really scribbly handwriting. That doesn't matter. As long as you can read it at this stage, you might need to type it when you send it to the publisher. But, and I've done lots of little tiny pictures. And that's basically the same story, but some of it's a bit different. And I've worked out the pages. In a picture book, you get the 12 of these double page spreads to tell the story. So I've marked them all up and I'm beginning to put in the story and I've made little notes like Eton, and there's the rescue where they're all burping out. So I've kind of planned so it fits, so I don't run out of pages. And that's how it started when I was doing my first scribble version, and it's not all the same. It says Louis and his big sister Sarah were out in the woods one day when unfortunately Louis was eaten up by a gorngrake. What's a gorngrake? There's no gorngrake in the book. That was my first idea for the monster's name, and I kind of changed it a bit, and I had him being eaten down there, but then I thought maybe it'd be better if it was eaten on the next page. So it kind of changes a bit. And I made up a little kind of comic strip, as you saw, with him being eaten. Trying to, how would somebody eat a small boy? And I came up with this idea of the curly tongue. But that's a little stick boy, isn't it? Just a little scribble picture where I'm getting my idea together and working it all out and trying drawing him. And I've got some more names. A grabiter, a gulp gob, 
or a lurk. I thought about calling him a lurk. But in the end, I decided to call him a gulper. There we are. And I tried out some different versions of Louis there. See, he's got an interesting curly haircut there. That never quite made it into the final version. And interesting pictures of Sarah there. She's beginning to get her kind of character there. A bit of a more worked out thing, but still the, the first page is different because you've got two small pictures, so I've kind of shifted it around a bit. Went out in the woods, did some sketching of the paths and the trees and stuff. There we are. Now it's beginning to look more like the finished thing. All scribbly in pencil, loads of rubbing out. And then turning that into a nice neat one. There's my drawing board. That's where I work with my inks and my paints and my paper and my sketchbooks from the woods and stuff. And there it is in ink. And there's the colour. So I kind of draw it first and then paint it. And that's how it comes out. So you can see, you can do that with all the monsters. I'll just quickly whiz through these ones. There's the Grabula, a few kind of Burroughs sketches of that. Some other monsters, some never made it in. The Colossal Vacuum Bat, that never made it in. It's got a kind of mouth like a big vacuum cleaner and it sucks things up and it flies. But I kind of already had the Grabula flying, so I never kept in the, um, the Vacuum Bat. Maybe I can use him for another book one day. And there's some of the inventions. I was trying to work out some of these things. You saw how Sarah turns her bike into different things, doesn't she? Like a boat and a submarine. And I wanted them all to look as if they could work and they could all be made out of her bike. So she doesn't look magic. She just looks really, really fast with engineering. She's got a really good way of building things. It took a while to work out some of them. And that walking machine, I wanted to tell them, how can you make a bike into a walking machine, I thought. And that took a bit of working out. There's a close-up of the, um, the walking machine. In the end for that one, I built a wee model. Who likes making models? Who enjoys that? Yeah, loads of you. Excellent. Yeah, that can be useful when you're working on a book. This one's not a particularly detailed model of the machine. It's just I wanted to make the legs gallop. There we are. I'll turn that. Is that going? Just about. That back one's getting a bit stuck. There we go. It would, would it work or would you fall off the mountain? I'm not sure. It's a bit wobbly, isn't it? But you can see I can make the kind of circle turn the actual legs like that, so they kind of walk. It's gone a bit wonky in my bag, there we go. But you get the idea. So you kind of make up stuff like that and have some fun with it, really. So yeah, talking of having fun, let's put that there and let's see what we can make up. We can make up some, some machines, we can make up some monsters, we can make up who's going to get eaten by monsters, how are you going to chase after them? Okay, anybody got a really good idea for, what do we want to start with? A person. Who's going to be the person in the story or somebody like that? Okay, your hand's been up a while, just on the aisle there. Yeah, come on then. No, here and there, that's it. Here we go. No, no, behind you. So, no, no. So, yeah, you in the grey. That's it. I'll get you in a minute. There we are. Come on then. Come on then. Here's a nice black Sharpie pen. I've got colours as well. I'll bring them round. Okay, so who's the person you're going to start with in the story? What do you think? Um, Louis. You want a little boy like Louis? Okay, go on then. Go on then. Oh yeah, spiky hair. So you can make up your own different people. Excellent, what a good drawing. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, nice simple drawing which works really well. Excellent, thank you very much. Excellent, let's give him a clap for being the first person up. Well done, well done. Excellent, I'm thinking we, it might be worth lowering this flip chart a little bit, mightn't it? Because some of you are gonna be a little bit too, um, if I do this, is the whole thing gonna collapse? 
Whoa. Let's give it a go. There we go. That's better. Excellent. Thank you very much, Linda. These things have a habit of kind of collapsing by themselves at the best of times. So. I think we were lucky to get away with that. Okay, let's not tempt fate. There we are. Excellent. Now, should we call him Louis or should we make this a different story? Anybody got, anybody got a different name for him? Just to, make, just to make it our own story. Okay, um, boy at the back there. We... Oliver. Okay, you gave him a surname too. Was that a real name? No, I gave him a surname. Okay, okay. What's his surname then? Niffin. Niffin. Okay, good name. You can see how scrawly my handwriting, especially when I'm writing on a board like that. Okay, so where should we start the story? Where is he when he's gonna when he's gonna meet the first monster? What do you think? Let's have a girl's turn because we've had a lot of boys. Right, girl's turn. Um, yeah, go on then. You're gonna come and draw it. Come on then. The thing is, when you're trying to think of ideas, sometimes it's easier to just go for the picture and see what comes out than to worry about it before. Sometimes you, you have that when you're drawing, you don't really know what you're going to draw till you've had a go. And this can be a really good way of making your brain work. If you're sitting there trying to make up a story and you can't get the words and you can't think of anything, you can just do some drawing. Oh, I think we've got a girl in the story. There we are, excellent. Hmm? Sarah. Sarah, okay. There we go. Should we do what we did for Oliver and give her a different name than the girl in my book? Just for the sake of originality. Do you mind if we, if we get another name for a suggestion while you're drawing her? Yeah. Okay. Okay, who's got a different name for her? What could she be called? What do we think? Okay, girl in the pink there. What do you think? Sorry? Samantha. Okay. Can you write Samantha or shall I write it? Oh. Yeah, I don't know how to spell it. No, I'm not sure I do, but we'll give it a go. There we are. S-A-M. I'm trying to write upside down. There we are. A-N-T-H. Hey, there we are. Thank you. Let's give her a clap. Excellent. Okay, so we've got two children. Right, where are they? We needed that location. Let's have a, let's have a hand somewhere. Okay, down the front. Boy in the stripes. Go on then. Come, come and draw it. That's fine. Excellent. Where are we in the world here? Can be anywhere. Where would you want to find in a book? It doesn't have to be the same as in my book. Where, whereabouts would be? The moon. Okay, they're on the moon. Fantastic. Go on then, you can draw, draw a bit of the moon underneath them, like they're standing on it, that's it. Oh yeah, we're next to them. It's like, yeah, we can make a sort of diagram, there we are. Yeah, go on then. That's it. Oh, I see, that's, is that the moon there? Or is that them? Who's that? Or, or is that one of these people? It's a different guy, okay. And what's he called? Guy. Okay. Can you spell Guy? There we are. Yeah, Guy's a very useful name because if you think, oh, what can I call this guy? I can call him Guy. No, but it's close. It's a good guess. It could be. Okay, let's say he spells it that way. He's one of those people who don't like to spell their name the same as anyone else. Right, let's give him a clap. Fantastic. Excellent. There we are. There's Guy. So they're on the moon. With, is Guy an astronaut? Why is, is, guy, why is guy on the moon? Okay, so he's taken them with him. Okay, so they're on, they're, they're on a trip to the moon with Guy the astronaut. Okay, and that's where the story starts. 
Right, okay, excellent. Good start to a story, yeah? You'd read a book about two kids going to the moon with Guy the astronaut. I would. Okay, so first monster. Back time we had a monster. They're on the moon, they meet a moon monster. So you don't want to copy mine, just think of your own monster. A monster which eats people, what could that be? Right, let's go right up the back. There's a girl in the red there who's had her hand up a while. Go on then. I'm sorry if I don't get everybody. We'll get as many people a shot as we can. And we'll have some time for questions at the end. So if you don't get a shot, we'll try and come to you first for the, for the questions. Okay, I'm, I'm giving people the black pen, but there's colours as well if you prefer. But it's quite nice to draw in black, just to get your ideas. Go on then, a monster. You can draw it as big as you like, really. When you're doing this kind of drawing, you don't need to worry about the scale or whether, it, or whether the moon's really that small compared to people. You're drawing a kind of diagram, like you would to kind of plan your story. So we don't have to have everything necessarily in the right place or the right order. We just want to get some ideas. Wow, look at this monster. Fantastic. Look at all that spiky hair right around his head. Very good, excellent, there we go. Have you got a name for it or do you want other people to think of that? What do you think? Mickey, Mickey the monster. Okay. There we are, thank you, let's give a big clap. Here's Mickey the monster. Okay. Who is Mickey going to eat? Is he going to eat Guy? Or is he going to eat Oliver? Or is he going to eat Samantha? And how is he going to eat them? What do you think? When you turn the page of the book, what would you want to see him doing? Right, whose turn is it? It must be a boy's turn again. I think I'll come over to this side a bit. Okay, boy in the stripes there. Go on then. Come on then, come and draw Mickey the monster eating somebody. Yeah, that's pretty good, yep. Do you want a peek or can you remember? He basically had, yeah, he's, he's basically got most, yeah. yeah. Mostly legs and arms and then a huge head. It's nice making up monsters because no one can say that's wrong. You know, if you're drawing something really accurate, like a pair of trainers or a house, people can come along and say you've got that bit wrong. But if you're making up a monster, then who's to say it's wrong? No one. You can just do what you like. And if it comes out a bit different every picture, you can just make it like a kind of bendy monster, which changes a bit. If you look at the monsters in my book, then it does, they do kind of stretch and stuff depending on what I need them for for each picture. Okay, so who's he eating and how? Um, Samantha. He's eating Samantha. Okay, well there's a surprise. And how's he going to eat her? Um, how, does he, how does he catch his prey? What's his, what's his hunting technique? Um, getting his claws and strangling her. And oh dear. Okay, go on then. You better draw her in his claws then. So he's grabbing her in his claws. We possibly don't want to strangle to death. I don't, I don't know. We could vote on that, but I'm not sure I trust you. <laughs> okay, I'll trust you. Who votes he strangles her? And who votes he doesn't, that she's kind of all right? Yeah, I, okay, I should have trusted you. Right, she's not dead, but he gives it a good try. Go on, for a bit of danger. Okay, okay draw Samantha. Yep, she's got kind of long black hair like, um, there you are, see? Like that, okay. That's it. You can draw her quite small because he's enormous. That's great, yeah. So he's grabbed her in his claws, tried to strangle her, and then what? Puts her in his mouth. Yeah. Sort of like King Kong does. Sort of picks people up and just eats them, yeah. There we go. 
So when you're planning a book, you tend to want to put things like this on just before you turn the page, because no reader's going to put the book down now. They've just seen Samantha being eaten by Mickey the Monster. So you've got to find out what's going to happen. Okay, excellent. Let's give them a clap for that. Very good. Really good. Excellent. So what happens next? Do, what happens to well, Oliver and Guy have just seen Samantha being eaten by a monster. Are they going to chase? Are they going to get caught? Are they going to try and catch him? What's going to happen? What do we think? Oh, okay, girl's turn. Definitely a girl's turn with all these, all these boys saying that Samantha gets eaten, I think. Right, okay, girl there with the red hair, yeah. Come on then. What happens next? Are they going to try and chase the monster? Does it run off? Okay, so how are they chasing it? Where's it, where's it going? Is it going around the moon? Okay, and they've got to chase after it on the moon. So let's have a picture of that. They could run or you could give them a vehicle. Maybe they've got a moon buggy or something or a rocket, whatever you want, really. It's quite nice drawing stories on a little planet like the moon, isn't it? Or a kind of planet thing. Because you can just draw it really small and have people kind of running around it. Yeah, look at this, fantastic. Excellent. So we've got four wheels on kind of legs. And a kind of door there. Brilliant, yeah, and a kind of dome there. And this is the kind of satellite dish kind of that you get on the, on the back, yeah. Really good, so they're in their moon buggy. Excellent, let's give her a clap. There we are, lovely moon buggy. Fantastic. Excellent. So they're chasing after Mickey. Where's Mickey gone to, do you think? You can just put him in if you want. You've gone around, he's, okay, he's gone around the moon, that's it. That's it, he just had a kind of, he's a bit like a gingerbread man with no body, that's it. Yeah, with his arms and, arms and legs like that, and a massive head. That's it, yeah, yeah, that's it, lovely. And that spiky thing round his, round his head. There we go. Now, what nice pictures we're getting here. We've got the moon in the middle and we can actually see them chasing around the moon like that. Fantastic. Excellent. Let's give her a clap. There we go. Thank you very much. Okay, so how are they going to catch him? How are they going to get Samantha out of there? Or is something else going to happen? If you were reading this book, when you turn the page, what would you want to see? Would you want to see them catch it and solve it? Or do you want things to get worse before they get better? What do we think? Okay, boy in the green t-shirt at the back. You look like you've got an idea. Come on then. It's fun doing it all together, but you can do this at home, obviously, and then you don't have to wait for your turn. You can, you can do all the ideas, or you can get, or you can get together with people. Go on then. You want the what? Oh, the monster called the strangulator comes and eats Mickey the monster. Okay, excellent, right. There we go then, you can draw, you draw your strangulator. You draw the moon, yep. This is a nice format for a book, this way the moon appears on each page. I think we should steal this for a real book. But then you'll all come after me and say, we thought of that book. <laughs> you'll have to get together. But visually it's very nice having all these monsters running around the, the moon like this. And you can see, if you tried to make up this story with words, I don't think it would have got this exciting this quickly. There's something about just using the pictures. 
which really gets your brain into the exciting visual ideas. Oh, look at that, a real meanie looking monster with loads of arms. Yeah, that's brilliant. With six arms coming out the sides. And he's a bit bigger than Mickey. He's kind of looming over the moon horizon there. Yeah, and he looks small. So where's the moon buggy by now? Just around there. Okay, so this jumped up before then, before they caught up. Okay. Yeah, you can draw, you can draw the moon buggy quite small, I guess. Okay, what's that down there? Oh, there's a little alien looking up through a hole. Okay. There we go. Who'd like to go to the moon, really? If I said tomorrow, there's a rocket leaving for the moon. We might not make it, it might be dangerous, might not get you back, but it'll be exciting. Who would be up for that? Well, a lot of you, yeah, yeah it, would be, it would be fun, wouldn't it? When I was young, they were sending people to the moon, and we all, I think we all thought when we grew up, we'd be able to go, but never really happened. There's only been ever 12 people who actually went, but there might be more people going back one day. Thank you, look at that. Excellent, look at that scary monster. I like the way he's kind of bouncing. I don't think he's noticed. He's kind of smiling. And you can see, like, look behind you. It's creeping up. It's funnier that way, isn't it? The, the Mickey hasn't really noticed. He's about to be eaten by the strangulator. Okay, so who wants to draw the strangulator actually eating him? How does the strangulator catch people and eat them? What do we think? It must be, it's a girl's turn, isn't it? Okay. Um, yeah, just go down the front for a change. Go on, then. I'll come back to the back and the middle in a minute, but we haven't been down the front for a while. Go on, then. Okay, yeah, we've got the moon in. So I want, I want it going into the strangulator's tummy, I think. That's what we want to see. Okay, which one's that? Is that the strangulator or Mickey? That's the strangulator, okay. That's it, and he's looking happy. And where's Mickey then? Is Mickey inside it? Okay, draw Mickey in. It's going down its mouth, yeah, into its open mouth. That's it. Yeah, that's great. Oh yeah, sort of half in, half out. He's sort of just, oh yeah, disappearing and he's not looking so happy now. Disappearing down into its stomach. Excellent, and that's the moon buggy as it chasing along. Brilliant, thank you very much. Excellent. Excellent, nice quick one there, that's brilliant. Okay, so now what? Now how are they gonna get that out? What do we think? What's gonna happen next? Okay, right, boys turn this side sort of back towards the back, okay, boy with his hand up there. Yeah, go on then. If, you, if I pick you and you've had a shot, own up, but otherwise that's fine, come on then. Oh, I meant, I meant you in the red, actually. But tell you, why don't you both come up together, go on. Go on, because you both thought I'd pointed at you. And we can have two at once, that's fine. That's it. Okay, so what do you think happens next? A big swallower eater. Go on then, you draw that. And what was your idea? Um, we could draw the moon and the buggy taking after and um, it's saving the boy. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, right. Yeah, it's the girl actually, but yeah, that's great. Okay, so there's a pen. I think that works. So you're going to draw the last monster. This has worked really nicely. And it's called the, what was it called? The swallow something, swallowator or something. Yeah, the swallowator is eating up the strangulator 
and he wants to draw the moon buggy with a kind of rescue plan. Go on then, so you can draw the buggy quite small down on the... If I draw you the moon surface again, we could just draw a bit of it. Here we are. Okay, imagine that's just a little bit of the, the surface, right? You can draw the buggy zooming along, and maybe they've got some sort of gadget or something, or some way of, of rescuing the girl. That's it, and you're drawing, that's it. That one's inside that one. Fantastic, yeah. And then Mickey is inside that one. You can draw Mickey inside that stomach. Remember what Mickey looked like with the spiky hair and the massive head? Yeah, that's excellent. Okay. And you're going to draw... You're going to draw Guy the astronaut and Oliver the boy in the moon buggy. Excellent. How are they going to get inside? How are they going to get... Let's give him a clap because he's done a really nice cutaway here. Excellent. That's good. No, no, go on, quick colour then, if you want. Just quickly. We perhaps don't want to colour the whole thing in. Or we won't get to the end of the story. But you can just add a little bit. Okay, talk us through this moon buggy. So what's their plan from getting from the moon buggy to getting... Where's the boy? He's inside there. There's... there's uh, no, the girl, sorry. There's Samantha in there. There we are. Okay, while well, he's finishing the moon buggy, somebody give me a plan. What, what, what way would you have? Is there a gadget or a plan? Something which will get them from the moon buggy and get her out from there. What do you think? It can be clever, it can be disgusting, it can be whatever you like. What do we think? Who's got a really, really good plan for that? Okay, uh, you there with the black t-shirt. Yeah, no, yeah, you. Yeah, go on then. Oh, no, I didn't... Sorry. Yeah, come on then. With your Bon Voyage t-shirt. Right, what's the plan? Okay, so something makes them all laugh. A big mummy thing. Well, like an Egyptian mummy. Okay, go on then. So this big Egyptian mummy appears. And it makes them laugh. What, by, is it funny or does it tickle them? Or what, what do you, how do you mean? You can work it out as you're drawing it. You, just, you think there should be a mummy and why not? Sometimes you just think, you know what this story needs? It needs a mummy or a monster or a submarine. Or, and you're best just to bung it in and then work out the logic of this. It's like a ghost mummy, yeah, with sort of traily bottom of three legs, sort of traily bits. There we go. Excellent. What's it got there? Another hand. Another hand. It's got three hands. Is that another hand? <laughs> well, it's a kind of weird eye. It's got three eyes, at least. It's got two hands on top of its head with eyes in them. Yes, all kind of antler things, yeah. And how's it going to make it laugh? It's got like tickle power. It's got a tickle power, okay. So it's sort of tickling the biggest monster, the, um, the swallowator. Okay, excellent. Let's give her a clap for that, fantastic. So the last big picture, I think, we want to see these all coming out as it's laughing and being tickled and stuff. So we might need a few people. Let's have two boys and two girls to try and... Do a great big picture for the final thing. Okay, boy at the back with the, two, with, the, with the number on his shirt. Okay, who's down here? Is there a girl on this side? Who hasn't had a shot? Have you had a shot? You haven't, okay, go on then. And on this side, is there a girl and a boy on this side who wants a shot? Okay, um, who hasn't had a go? You haven't had a go, have you? Okay, come on then. 
And anybody? Okay, go on then, yeah. Come on then, right. I know, sorry, I'll try and get as many people a shot. We'll do some questions in a bit and give you... Oh, I've got five of you, right, go on then. Okay, go for it. There's colours as well. Right, here's the moon. Okay. Who's going to draw the mummy? Which one do you want to draw? You want to draw the mummy. Go on then. Who, who wants to draw the um, biggest monster? Okay, you two draw that next to it. Come around here. You need to go up on the stage, I think. Find a pen. I think, don't worry about which colour it is. Okay, who's going to draw the moon buggy? You draw the moon buggy. Okay. And who gonna, you draw... You draw um, what's her name? Samantha. Coming out the middle. So that's it. Excellent. That's it. Let her up there so she can join in. Find a space. Tell you, if I move this back a bit so you're not going to fall off the stage. There you go, there you go. Now you can come up. That's it. Right, while they're doing that, we want a title for this story. Titles are really hard. We argue a lot. The day Louis got eaten, now first I called it the day Louis got eaten up. And then we thought, no, maybe the day Louis got eaten is snappier. We, we ummed and ahed about the day Louis got gulped, but nobody could pronounce it with that awkward double G. So we, you can argue a lot about titles. So sometimes what you're best to do is write down a big list of titles and then try and match them and mix them until you get the perfect title. So any, uh, any ideas? What do you think? Samantha and the, the moon mummy. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? There we are. I like the moon mummy bit. Yeah, Samantha. We'll get a few and then we'll have a wee vote, okay? And the... Oh, excellent. Really good, yeah. Really good. And the moon mummy. Okay, any other ideas? Who hasn't had a shot who's got a good title idea? Okay, boy down there. Yeah, what's your idea for a title? Or have you forgotten? Okay, Guy and the Mummy. Yep. Yeah, that's good. We might need to up his part in the story if he's going to be in the title, but that, that could be good. Okay. Samantha on the moon. Yeah, okay, that's nice too. On the moon. Okay, one more and then we'll vote. What? Any at the back who hasn't, who hasn't had a shot at all? Okay, boy, boy in the red there. Go on. Samantha, Samantha and, and Guy, okay, hang on, what was the boy called? And Samantha, do you want Samantha and Oliver and Guy maybe, get them all in, yeah, Samantha and Oliver and Guy, or it could be Samantha and Oliver and Guy and the moon mummy, or and the mummy, yeah, okay, let's vote, see what we've got, right, hands up for Samantha and the moon mummy. Who likes that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 30, 40, 50, 60, 60. I'm guessing about 30-ish. Okay, hands up for Guy and the Mummy. Less. Okay, so that one's winning. Hands up for Samantha on the Moon. A lot, but less. Hands up for Samantha and Oliver and Guy. Okay, and hands up for the last combination of Samantha and Oliver and Guy and the Moon Mummy. Would you fit that on the cover? No, it's too long, isn't it? Right, Samantha and the Moon Mummy is today's winner. But, you know, if it was your own book, you could call it whatever you wanted to. How's the drawing going? Are we nearly done? It's looking good. Right, stand back, let them see it. That's all right. Okay, never mind. I can, we can see it, that's okay. Go on then. Stand back for the big finish so they can see it. 
Okay, you're just finishing that moon buggy. There we go. And she's free. There, there she is, I think. Excellent. Excellent. So well done, everyone. Well done. That's really, really great that you came up with a story just on the spot, just using pictures. And you can see how much fun you could have with this kind of thing, making up your own stories when you get a really good idea and a good location. So there we go. Mickey the monster tries to strangle Samantha, eats her. They chase after him on the moon buggy. Then another monster comes, the strangulator, and it eats him up and they're still chasing. And then another monster comes, the swallowator, and eats him up, but then a mummy comes and starts tickling him, and they all come out of each other, and they all look fine, and they get Samantha back. Whew, and they manage to get home, presumably. That's the next book, I suppose. Excellent, so give yourselves a massive clap for your story. Well done, really good. Excellent. Now, do you want, I can read you another story, We've got about 15 minutes, so I could read a story very quickly and go to questions. Or do you want to go to questions straight away? Who, wa who, want, who wants... I can read Jeremiah Jellyfish if you want. Who wants that? Okay, I'll read it at speed, okay? So we don't run out of time for questions. I've got this down to a fine art, I hope. Here we go. Jeremiah Jellyfish. Whoops, wrong way. Jeremiah Jellyfish lived with his mother and father and brothers and sisters, and with his aunts and uncles and grandmother and grandfather, and with hundreds and hundreds of other jellyfish in a huge shoal. They all drifted together, going wherever the ocean currents took them. Why do I have to drift? asked Jeremiah one day. Why can't I swim away to see the world? Because you're a jellyfish, said his mother and father. Drifting is what we do. If you swim away to see the world, said his brothers and sisters, the porpoises will eat you. If you swim away to see the world, said his aunts and uncles, the jellyfishermen will catch you. But his grandfather said, don't listen to them, Jeremiah. When I was your age, I dreamed of swimming away to see the world, but I never had the courage. You go for it. So Jeremiah turned and swam against the ocean current. He swam out past the edges of the jellyfish shoal and for the first time in his life, he found himself alone. Jeremiah swam and swam. He didn't get eaten by porpoises and he didn't get caught by the jellyfishermen. Eventually, Jeremiah reached the shore. Near the shore was a beach hut. Jeremiah decided to look inside. He found a man sleeping. Oh, who's there? cried the man, waking suddenly. I'm Jeremiah Jellyfish, said the man. Good morning. Is it morning already? said the man. I only came down here to watch the sunset. I must get back to the city and go to work. What do you do? asked Jeremiah. I'm a high flyer, said the man. I'm the director in chief of the biggest rocket plane company in the world. Wow, that sounds exciting, said Jeremiah. I suppose it is, said the man, but it's worn me out. What do you do? Oh, we jellyfish just drift around in the sea mostly, said Jeremiah. Wow, that sounds relaxing, said the man. Let's swap. 
So the man arranged everything. Very soon a company rocket plane arrived, bringing a diving suit for the man. Good luck, have fun, he called as he drifted off beneath the waves. The rocket plane took off and in no time at all, Jeremiah Jellyfish was flying high. Soon he arrived at his office. Can you see his office? Who can guess where his office is going to be? Where do you think? Up, up there, there we go. Yeah, he's going to go in there and up the lift. Over the next few weeks, Jeremiah Jellyfish dictated emails. Dear sir, regarding our recent discussion concerning the XP-15 rocket, dealt with phone calls. New York on the line, sir. Urgent call from Barcelona, sir. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Tested new rocket planes. Let's turn this one upside down. She's a little sluggish on the right-hand turns. Flew to international conferences. Attended grand parties. Look, it's the new acting director-in-chief of Transglobal Rocket Planes. They say he's a business genius. And took important business decisions. Improve our pollution-free rocket engines. Get into space research. Employ more test pilots. Tell the canteen to keep that banana jelly on the menu. He was very good at being a high flyer. Meanwhile, the man drifted happily with the jellyfish shoal. He was very good at drifting. One afternoon, Jeremiah got a phone call from the man. Hi, how are things going? The man asked. Fine, said Jeremiah, but I could do with a bit of a rest now. How's life in the sea? Fine, said the man. I'm more relaxed than I've ever been, but I'm getting a bit bored now. How about swapping back for a bit? That evening, Jeremiah arrived back at the seashore. Let me know when you want another change, said the man. It's fun being a high flyer sometimes, isn't it? It is, said Jeremiah. But sometimes it's good to just drift. There we are. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Good. So we've got 10 minutes for questions and then I'll, I will be happy to sign any books afterwards as well so you can carry on asking me questions. And now, who's got a question who didn't get a shot at drawing? Because that would be fairest if we try and start with those kids. Okay, go on then. Here, I think a microphone can come to you. There's a, a technician here with a mic, so you get to speak in a mic as well. How cool is that? It was the boy in the blue t-shirt. That one there. There we are. No? Okay. Let us know when you think of it. That's fine. Okay, try the next person along. I think they had a question, did they? No. no. Okay, hands up for the questions. Okay. Did you have a shot of drawing? No, good. Excellent. There we go. Uh, what do I have to say? You have to ask a question if you've got one. I haven't. You haven't. <laughs> I confused you by saying who never had a shot of drawing and you were like, yeah, I never had a shot of drawing. Who never had a shot of drawing and has got a question? Okay, boy in the stripes there. I didn't really have get to do a drawing. Couldn't quite hear that. Can somebody say it louder? Um, uh, um, why is it, um, 
Another man on the computer when he went to the work. Another man was on the computer actually. Right. So, uh, another man was on the computer. Another man was on the computer? Yeah, at his work. What? Another author you saw? Oh, in the jellyfish story? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think that was his team. He was like, the, the people on the side talking to him were kind of people he worked with. Yeah. yeah. I think that might be the answer to the question. Okay, <laughs> let's try another one. Who else has got a question? Never mind if you've had a shot. If you've got a, a definite question, that'll be fine. Okay, girl behind you, I think, has got a question. How did you come up with the, the books? Well, I try and think what I like, really. I try and think what I like reading in books and what I like drawing and what I'd like to find in a book. It's all you can do. If your favourite thing was something, I don't know, say your favourite thing was football and you wrote me a book about football, then even though I'm not very good at football, I'd probably think, oh, you're really into this. It's a great book. So I think I, I wouldn't be very good at writing a book about football because I don't know much about it and I'm not very excited by football because I'm rubbish at it. So I think you have to kind of go with what you love. And I like things like monsters and inventions and, and some baddies or rocket planes. And so I try and then work out stories where I can cram all these things into the one story. I suppose that's what it is. You make a list of ingredients, like if you're making a cake, and then you try and knit them together. So that's what I'm doing with the stories, really. I'll make a list of all the things I want to put in, monsters, inventions, woods, mountains, whatever, and then, and then try and make them into a story. It's a good question. Very good question. That's really the most important question, is how do you get the, the ideas to it? Okay, let's, um, let's go to the back. There's a boy in the white T-shirt there. Do you like putting um, like penguins in and different like creatures that you wouldn't find doing stuff? Yeah, I think yeah, different creatures. It's, it's quite fun to put creatures in who wouldn't normally be there. You wouldn't normally get a jellyfish flying a rocket machine. And you wouldn't normally, if you were just down in the woods around here, I was drawing the kind of woods near my house in Edinburgh. And as far as I know, there's no gulpers behind the trees. But it's nice to imagine there would be. So I think, yeah, taking creatures and putting them in the wrong place, that's always a good start for a story, because it's more interesting than them just being realistic. So that's a good question. Yeah, think of an animal you like, and then put it in a really weird place for it to be. And then you've got a story, really. Okay, boy, just in front of you while you're there. Um, um, why did the jellyfish, um, why did the jellyfish want to see the world? Well, because he was kind of bored. You know when you're kind of indoors all day and you never go anywhere or else you, or, you're, or it's the end of term and you're finding school a bit boring. Sorry, any teachers in the audience, but I expect you're feeling the same way by the end of term. Or, or if you're just in your house and it's a rainy day and you think, I really want to go somewhere exciting. But then sometimes you think, oh, I've had enough being exciting. I just want to go home and flob out for a bit. So the book's kind of about sometimes you're bored and you want to see the world. And sometimes you've seen enough of the world and you want to go home and, and do nothing. I don't know. Do you want to see the world? Would you like that? Yeah. It's like when you go on holiday, really. It's a good question. Okay, come down towards the front. Get anybody on the way. There's a couple of people in there. Are you going to write any more of the Seven Professors books? Uh, yeah, I'm working on more novels. Yeah, I also do these, um, for those of you who, who, who didn't get that references, I do these chapter books for, for children 
who are slightly older than the picture books, I guess, but you know, older kids like pictures and, and younger people like a good story. So I try not to worry about too much the age. So if you like the look of adventure stories, where it's mostly words, they make good bedtime stories if you're younger, and pictures. So there's three of them in this series so far. I'm working on another novel idea for the same publisher, but I'm trying to give these characters a bit of a rest and I'm trying to come up with kind of different set of characters. So it'll be that sort of format for that sort of readership with similar kind of adventure and stuff. But I'm trying to see if I can come up with a brand new kind of idea for a series of characters and stuff. And then maybe come back to these another day, just so I don't get sort of bored with them. So it's been a, it's been a while since the last one of these came out. But that's kind of, I'm trying to kind of cook up some new ideas as well as doing these picture books and things. So yeah, I am working on it and it's, it's kind of, you know, half written on my computer at the moment. So hopefully if I can get it finished soon, it'll be out next summer or next autumn or something like that. I'm not sure what it's going to be called yet though, sorry, but yeah. There will be more, yes, if you like the chapter books. Okay, and um, along the road to those two people while we're, while we're here. How many books have you written for children? Well, six in the, in the bookshops really. There's these three and then there's these three picture books. There's this one I read you and that one I read you. And there's Manfred the Baddie, which some of you might have seen as well. So that's the, um, that's the books I've written and drawn so far. I'm working on more, but just six so far. So not that many. I've not been doing it all that long with the books. So not that many. Okay, and there's another How question. How many then. years have you been writing books for? Well, I've been trying forever, really. Even when I was like your age, I was always trying to make up books and stuff. But the first one which got published was this one in 2004. That will seem like a long time ago to some of you. It seems about two minutes ago to those of us who are 40-something. That's um, sort of seven years ago or something like that. So, you know, I've, I've, I was mostly doing kind of pictures and drawing for a living and then kind of got into trying to make them into books and things. So I feel quite new to it in some ways. Not that long, but obviously that's a long time for some of you. Okay, let's go over this side for a bit. Okay, there's a couple of people here. It takes me too long. My, my editor of the picture books is sitting a few rows behind you and she's always worrying about whether I'm going to get it finished in time and rightly so because obviously you've got to kind of have a schedule and I'm quite slow. It takes me a long time to think of the ideas sometimes. The chapter books, it takes, I'm not a very fast writer. Some authors can sit there and bang out the words just like that, thousands of words a day, but I'm a bit slower. And these pictures, some of them, the really detailed complicated pictures take absolutely ages. So really, I'm, I'm, I'm taking months and months, but I'm always trying to work on several projects at once and things. So if I added up all the time, it's hours and hours, really. Some of those big pictures can take a week or more, and some, some of the little ones are a bit quicker. But yeah, months and months, really, rather than weeks and weeks. But I'm a bit slow, to be honest. <laughs> but that's because they're so good. <laughs> no, it's because I'm slow. <laughs> that's just what I tell myself when I'm late. <laughs> Okay, go there. Uh, why did the jellyfish and the man swap jobs? Well, because they, they wanted to do different things. They, the man was fed up of doing all that zooming around the world, being exciting, and the jellyfish was bored of, be, of doing nothing. And the man thought, yeah, a little holiday doing nothing would be great. And the, and the jellyfish thought, yeah, zooming around the world, being exciting would be great. So it's a kind of swap. Do you see what I mean? You ever want to swap with anybody? You ever look at your friends and think it would be fun to swap with them for a bit? Their mum's much nicer than my mum, or something like that. <laughs> we all think that sometimes, when we're in trouble. <laughs> okay, one last question. 
Okay, time for one last question before we have to, to finish the session. Okay, who's got a hand up for a question who didn't get a shot at any drawing at all? Okay, the boy there on the knee there, I think he didn't. Okay. Uh, how long does it take to uh, make a front cover? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, they, they often come later on. This one, ages. I had several front cover ideas and they were never quite good enough, so it was getting pretty close to the printing deadline for this one, I can tell you. So I was work I, I think I drew most of that at about four o'clock in the morning, really, on no sleep. So it took me too long, hours and hours and hours, really, sketching it out and working it out and all these leaves and stuff. But it's important, you've got to get a front cover right, because that's, if you look at a front cover and it's horrible, you're not going to even look at the book. So yeah, publishers worry a lot, but all of them, you go through a lot, you draw a rough version, you show it to the publisher, they send it back and you, you, you keep going at it until everybody likes it. It's a very good question, because it can take a long time, can take longer than some of the pages in the front. Okay. Good questions, thank you. Okay, I'd just like to say a very big thank you to John for um, reading to us so brilliantly and also for sharing uh, with us how he makes his drawings and how he gets the ideas for his stories. It's been wonderful, John. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for all joining in. That's great. And John will be going to the children's book tent now and uh, we'll just move on now. And if you wouldn't mind staying seated till we leave. And then he's happy to do book signings. And he also has some lovely cards with pictures from his books, which he's happy to sign for you as well if you that's don't fine. have yeah, a if book. You're not, if you're not buying a book, I can sign a postcard. That's, that's fine. More podcasts, videos and live recordings of author events can be found at www.edbookfest.co.uk.